everybody. Welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 621 being recorded on March 24, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm going to be Brett Vance from Rick again tonight. Uh, you can subscribe to find out when we go live for events like our podcast recording sessions, usually on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, by going to pcper.com slash subscribe. We only use that list for good. We don't use it for evil. Well, not Unless yet, Unless anyway. you consider the things that get written in there to be Yeah, evil. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I glance over them. Brett mm. has fun mm-hmm. with these. No, it's fine. Yes. You can help support the site and our podcast by going to patreon.com slash pcper. Become a PC per patron. Please. More importantly, uh, we've been podcasting now for at least two minutes, and we still haven't gone to Laramie, Wyoming, where Josh is going to set down his drinking glass Mm -hmm. and guide us through Burger of the Week. What day is it, Josh? What day is it, Josh? I've got to say something here. I I just been eating, you know, some junk lately, and. Wasn't feeling really great today, and so I had a salad today. But there was a there was okay. Last week was a two burger week. You cheated on us, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> but on, you you did last Fridays, which is Friday. Okay, well, yeah. I can okay, talk so about is, that. Okay, yeah, let's talk no, about fries of the week. It. All right, fries this is Friday now. Right around the corner. This is also a salad, I think. Pretty much, if you like, <laughs> it's a different starchy kind of. salad. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, around the corner from Born in a Barn, uh, you know, on the same block is a place called the Crow Bar, and it's a interesting little gastro pub, and they have a fry special, and uh, typically, you know, they they have like pad fries, pad type fries, which is really good. You'd probably their most famous, uh, you know. One, uh, the one I, I often get is the uh, uh, the bulgogi fries, which again fantastic. But I did something a little different. Uh, I can't remember the name of this fry, but it's it's kind of Lebanese in in ways. It's a wonderful basket of fries that are nicely cooked crispy on the outside, tender on the inside. They are sprinkled with zatar spices, I believe. And then on top of that is a lemon zest yogurt, which, don't knock it until you try it. That then is is covered with fresh basil, sliced tomatoes, and finely topped with lamb meat. So it's a very Lebanese Mediterranean type blend and and they they went down very smoothly. Um, they were they were fantastic fries and I will be amazed if I make it to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's it is a salad. Definitely a Lebanese yeah, take on a salad. It's fantastic. Can't go wrong there. Either the pad thai fries, the bulgogi, or these ones are great as well. So, 
they have another one that I, I think I've covered in the past that has a, a balsamic glaze on them, and I can't remember all the different parts, but really, really, really inspired fries there. And who would have thought that Laramie had such good food? 26,000 right, awesome. people. Yeah. Last week, we talked about the Radeon 6700 XT, and we're going to talk about it again. Briefly, there were three reviews. I didn't get all three up on day one. I had to kind of you know, finish testing and making charts for review number three, which was from XFX. It's their Speedster Merc 319. Now, if you think XFX Speedster Merc 319 AMD Radeon RX 6700 XT Black Gaming is a long product name. Wow, you didn't even breathe. There is a longer version of it. It is the actual description, which you'll find on any online listing for this is XFX Speedster Merc 319 AMD Radeon RX 6700 XT Black Gaming Graphics Card with 12 gigabytes GDDR6 HDMI 2.13 XDP AMD RDNA 2. I just butchered that, but that is the short version of the full product description. So it's a big card. That's what his mother calls it when it's in trouble? Impressive. Yeah, it's a big card with a very long name. It's it a is a big fan. card. Yeah, and you know what? Josh knows all about it because you've got it's a the same cooler as my uh, sixty eight hundred XT that I have yet. I mean, I'm, I'm halfway written. I've told you that before. I mean, I'll, I'll like send you proof that it's half written. But <laughs> hang on, let me let me grab it. They're going to compare sizes, aren't they? Hmm. Audio Excuse listeners, me, you I, are blessed right now. Uh, now I do I notice. <laughs> I do notice uh, one difference. Okay. You have oh, right. one centered large fan, yes, and then two smaller ones, and I've got two large outer fans and one smaller center. Fascinating. So stuff. it's not Basically. identical, is it? Yep. Josh is bigger. See, let's see. Josh, camera two. Show up that cooler. Mm. Okay. Small middle, and it says radio. A bit above more girth because he paid too. more. And then this no. one, well, as the big fan in the middle, two smaller fans oh. on the outside. But how do you like the? Uh, did, what did you think of the uh, the LED branding? I I love it, and I forgot to include I did my too. picture I mean, it of it. So I've got a picture of it. I can send in. It's the most tastefully handled side card lighting I've seen, other than like a, a GeForce like Founders Edition card. But it's even more subtle than that because those glow pretty bright green. Just yeah, but no, light. this is this is yeah. It it looks fantastic, and it's. I mean, the reds are very red, and the white is white, and it all comes together. Kind of like, kind of like the Canadian flag, sure. except, you know, not polite. Hmm. Yeah, yeah the Merc no, has a lot of attitude. Merc is a it's yeah. a beastly card, as you can see. It's, and it's got that you know the modern trend is to have the big pass through design. I love how it says Merc across the back here. The thick card, and uh, two eight pins, two eight pins for a sixty seven hundred XT. I'll take it. And you've got the uh, bio switch too, right? Yes, you do. Two position. There's that pass through area. So it should be a pretty cool running card, you'd think. Um, I'll just yeah. briefly touch on performance here because you know it's. It's a 6700 XT. It, it runs about a frame per second faster 
It's kind of the same thing we saw with the Sapphire last week, although it did better in Division 2. It, it seemed to do better overall, especially, what was the test? Was it Metro? Shadow of the Tomb Raider? One of them. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's like one to two frames per second faster, sometimes more. It depends on the game. And as far as power draw, that 2.8 pin is drawing... Let's see, total system draw was 366 watts versus 335 for reference. So it's like 30 watts more. But you'd expect that from a card that has a non-reference design and two 8-pins. And then temps were great, of course, because of the huge cooler. And if you're watching the video, it's yellow and orange are the reference card, yellow being the reference GPU temp which was something like 78 degrees C under load, and the hotspot was about 94. And then this card, it's the green and blue, so you have the GPU temp just under 60 under load, and then the hotspot was only mid to high 70s. So very, very good. 79 max. Yeah. XFSX has done kind of a fantastic job in redefining themselves because if you look at the last generation stuff, it wasn't all that interesting, not all that exciting. Um, their cards were, you know, okay. They cooled okay. They didn't have a whole lot of flair. I mean, their 5700 XT was, you know, interesting, but again, it wasn't it wasn't anything out, outside of the ordinary. Josh, but uh, this the, year... They brought the 590 uh, Fat Boy to the table, though. Remember that? Boy, they did. I well, do. Well, they used to be fun. <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Though, you know, when they were NVIDIA only group, you know, Pine Technologies, XFX. Um, oh, yeah. They had interesting things. Like, I think I've showed you in the past. The, what? Do you want to be on the show? Yeah. Uh, what were they? Oh, the kitty. Sorry. Um, they had, uh, what, what one, one was it? Gosh, dang it. My mind is. is breaking uh 68 it was the, the 7800 series i think anyway but regardless uh you know they had interesting designs back then and uh yeah they they came back these these mercs are are huge pieces i mean they're heavy and they run cool and if you take the time to actually tweak them uh you can get a lot better performance out of them. I mean, you can really, I mean, it's 30 Watts that it's pulling at the, uh, at the wall more than a standard. And if you get away from a lot of the automatic tuning and start doing it yourself and really, you know, hammering on it, you can get the, the clocks up there. And can we talk about the regular 6,700 XT clocks as it is? What was the highest that you saw this board go? Under 2,600, I don't remember exactly. I have to pull up the chart, but... Yeah, now that, uh, you know, for the 6800 XT with this cooler and the power delivery, it, it it jumped up there significantly over, you know, what would be a standard. And so, yeah, you can... You need to be patient and you need to have the right tools and you need to tweak it because it can deliver all that power to the chip and it's got the cooling to handle it. So if it's anything like this 6800 XT I've got, 
you know, it's it's one to take a look at. I mean, I, the non-overclock version when they released it last week on Newegg, it was only four hundred and eighty-nine dollars for the base model, not the overclocked uh, with that cooler, something like that. It was four ninety-nine maybe, um, but it was not significantly more expensive and uh, if you were lucky enough to actually have grabbed one in the giant shuffle of that morning uh, consider yourself lucky because they're beefy cards and they're well built and uh, yeah they'd be fun to play with not to rain on your parade but they launched this one with a $90 premium over yeah that's the they had they had two versions Okay. The one that you've got, which is the $90 premium, and then the one that, because the, they had on the shuffle, there was a four ninety nine. Yeah, one. yeah. This is the For Speedster. There's, yep. there's more than yep. one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Gaming in 2021. Jeremy, what, what is happening? What's coming? Ah, nothing. Might as well just hang up. Forget okay. the year. Well, then why is it on the list? Well, because actually I was surprised that there is a couple of things. Uh, I mean... I'm not young enough to be have grown up with Halo. I, I would already moved on and played other things, but people are really excited that uh, you know Halo Infinite is going to be hitting possibly this year, most likely. And that really excites a lot of people and is great. I mean, Dying Light was another huge one that uh, came out a few years back and was sort of like parkour zombie and is getting a follow-up as well. And again, I'm just sort of, you know what, I've never really picked it up, but uh, I'm sure that it's amazing for some people. And then I realized that, oh, you know, this, this is actually the year that the uh, new Pathfinder comes out and Kingmaker was pretty good. It had some issues, but Wrath of the Righteous looks like they're going to take everything that they learned and make it significantly better. And uh, that should be out in the summer. Uh, the, the one that, uh, you saw at the front there, Biomutant, which is, you know, it's hard to say exactly what this thing is going to be. Cause it's been in development for like forever and a half. Uh, you know, it's sort of like a Kung Fu gun, shoot em up mutant thing. So it could be really interesting. Uh, Warhammer three to expand Warhammer total war one and two. Because, you know, these guys know how to just keep adding to a game as opposed to making you toss things out and starting over from scratch. So this is bolting on uh, a chunk of the West to the initial maps you've already got. And of course, it's going to have its own campaign. But what I was most disappointed by uh, is that they gave Atomic Heart a mere honorable mention. Now, this is the one that we've been seeing around for, you know, just over two years. It's been one of the big ones that NVIDIA has been pushing because it's going to be ray tracing support from the start. But it's got such like a Bioshocky meets Metro just to make it even darker kind of look to it uh, that, you know, honestly, that's sort of the one that for me, at least I'm most excited about this year, uh, if only, you know, to push to see how much far the uh, MSI 6800 XT that I got uh, can do. So there are, and, and this is their picture mode. If you're looking at this right now, this, this is a new uh, trailer for the picture mode that they do, which is actually incredibly slow motion, but you can get stills out of it. And it's not just what you're looking at 
it takes the entire current what's going on, including stuff that isn't being rendered for you, and shows it to you. And it's just obscenely gorgeous. You, the, the zoom on the thing is like, you know, this guy has some of the best skin on the planet, so obviously at least something worked right. But, you know, you look at these larger robots, and if you skip forward a little bit, that big one that's got the explosion on his head, well, look at the rust on him, and he's just picking up a boulder and throwing in, and behind it, all of this is going on. So, I mean, yeah, it might be a little bit of a cheat that you can actually take this picture and sort of roam around the game, but at the same time, I'm just finding it an amazing idea, and I'm really looking forward to beating the hell out of my hardware with this thing. So I like stuff that's taxing on hardware. It makes it fun to test and gives us an excuse to... Then again, I'm backtracking, because like, you can't buy the hardware to push this, so... That was actually what I was going to You can say. buy the game, at least. Well, I'm wondering if, if game developers are going to actually maybe tune down any of their offerings to try and meet where their community is at. No idea. Make it all like just going to keep selling pixel, things into the high end, like eight, eight bit style games. They'll play on anything. Well, so maybe not quite that. The target well, play hardware hero then the target hardware needs to be a raspberry Pi. Uh, if it can okay. play You're on a raspberry Pi. You're just streaming this now, but if it yeah. plays on a laptop with integrated graphics from six years ago, Hey, there are a lot of popular games among us that solitaire <laughs> people love playing classic solitaire on windows you see it every day um just roll out the solitaire from the start menu you know you don't even no, I meant need literally a fancy game us. store oh like actual solitaire with cards <laughs> no. no i feel like people just oh, play it on their phones us, now the, the game um, yeah. <clears throat> which is very untaxing but very popular as an example you know, oddly enough, Valheim is pretty taxing. You crank the settings up, <clears throat> and it they can they can get mid range cards pretty good. And you think, oh, it's just a Minecraft knockoff. Oh, they've got you know these kind of strange little textures that are very, you know, in, in ways you know like advanced Minecrafty. And but no, they've they've got uh, some serious lighting effects and other shader effects that kind of hammers it for being what it is maybe it's just unoptimized but you know it still looks good you go wandering around and you've got these extreme depth of field things and you know sunsets are wonderful and and uh yeah the the lighting is is fantastic all around um it it kind of hammers your machine a little bit more i can see that yeah yeah i mean the lighting is is really pretty intense but is it fully path but yeah. traced? No, it's not. But it's it, it nice is. You have to build the path yourself. I it's like great water. It's, yeah, it is prettier than you think. Yeah, and it's a fun yeah, style. Kingdom Come so. does the same thing. It really hammers things. Yeah, Kingdom Come was something else. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Valheim's great, fun, enjoy it a lot. Josh's pick of the week. Go ahead. Valheim. That was last week or two weeks yeah, or something. Oh, week. was it? Okay. Uh, let's go to Cyberpunk. Come on, Jeremy. Yeah, the next go, one. Go, 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 Cyberpunk. go. Yeah. Patch 1.2. We're 830. So for the people cheap have been seats. complaining that, uh, you know, when you just certainly randomly, when you do something bad, the, the police would teleport in directly behind you. 
and they were a little bit upset about that because you know it, it is kind of annoying that you look around and assumably I still haven't played the damn thing. Uh, you assume the coast is clear, you do something, and poop! All of a sudden, you're being just arrested by the invisible cop. Well, they've taken this to heart. CG Project Red has done the best that they can, and now the cop will just automatically spawn a bit further away from you. I hope you appreciate all of the work that's gone into this. Jeremy, Wonderful. they did some driving changes too, and the uh, as you can see on the screen right here, with the ability to turn off double tapping movement to dodge because people were rolling off of buildings <laughs> and and die ac- accidentally. Yeah, I mean they're committed to make the game playable by you know some point in the future. Remember, we saw that roadmap. Right. I think the the holy grail is what like two point like one point two was going to get us through the year. And then eventually it'll be up to version two, and that'll be, that'll basically be like out of beta. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, it's still well, full price. That's that's when I'm going to sit down and play it. Whenever when it's they reach when it's that discounted. Point. When do you think no, it'll ever well, discount? Sure. Yeah, that too. Well, I've already seen it for twenty percent off, and just decided, yeah, it's oh, they, only sixty percent complete though. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What is it? Is it still fifty nine dollars at twenty percent off? No, something like see. that. Oh, yeah. Hey, is it still twenty? It's twenty percent off, isn't it? It is. Let's see where? Where Gog? Here, no. Gog or Steam? Steam. Here is Steam's product <laughs> page for it. Yes. And it is twenty percent off. It's forty-seven yep. ninety-nine. Please, please buy it. Please. That's not please. enough of a discount. Invest. It should be thirty-nine regular price, and then on sale from there. Cyberpunk, 20% off uh, also Cyberpunk on GOG, $47.99. Okay, so it's officially sanctioned, yeah. of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're maybe feeling a little desperate. What about for original PlayStation or, like, PS4? Like, I'm, uh, sure... I'm sorry. I think I the if... fastest thing for you to do is just go take your machine and set it on yeah. fire. I wonder if used copies are even selling for 20 bucks for PS4. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. In Canada, it's 64 at 20% off. So it's like, oh, you know what? No. Just no. Just no. Are you tired of having all your prices derivative of US dollars? It's confusing because no, Canadian dollars me. are still called dollars. Like, what am I, I supposed to believe? Who can I trust? Yeah. Trust the people with the attractive looking money. Hmm. What would the queen say? To me, all... <laughs> Money is pretty attractive at this point. Mm. Well, there is that, but yeah, you got to admit that yours is all sort of just this boring color, green, 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 green. I bet, I bet Josh can talk about this next one. Don't ruin Intel. the classics, Jeremy. Intel's coming oh, back. Gosh, man. We have to talk about Josh. Did you see Intel Unleashed yesterday? You know, I, I did yeah. not watch it, but I, I <clears throat> kind of read about some stuff and I heard about it and. Um, you know, Pat is he's, he's he's kicking some tires. He's on fire, putting some man. things out there. Yeah, and um, the the biggest news is, of course, uh, that they're investing twenty billion dollars into two more fabs in Arizona, and the assumption is the U.S. government will be kicking in some money as well because uh, one of the big things with Biden was to have. You know, an increased domestic uh, manufacturing of uh, semiconductors because 
the vast majority of cutting edge stuff is now all in Asia, whether it's Taiwan or Korea. Uh, it is moved away from upstate New York where, you know, global foundries, you know, used to have kind of cutting edge processes, but now hasn't. And of course in California, well, not California, but Oregon and Arizona, Intel used to have cutting edge processes working cutting edge processes. Uh, and, uh, so they're, um, you know, they're positive about their seven nanometer. Uh, they're, they're trying to simplify the flows and use more EUV so that hopefully they'll have actual products out in reasonable timeframes, but reasonable timeframes is still looking like 2023. Um, but they're going to try to do a fabulous, uh, kind of setup where, they will service companies from North America and Europe primarily. And, uh, you know, they're going to have, uh, they're going to have, you know, kind of standardized flows and design tools and stuff like that. That'll work with, uh, Intel fab technology that, uh, they'll be, uh, you know, offering to other people. I mean, previously, um, friendly, friendly, Letting people come in. Hey, we'll build your stuff. We'll we'll get it we'll get it made. You know, if you can get other people to leverage your R and D when it comes to manufacturing, yeah. You wanna do that. And uh I, I think they they kind of see the the way the winds are blowing because I mean, what are the options yeah. here? I mean, you keep the fabs as they are, <clears throat> and when you have downturns in fabrication technology where you made a couple of bad decisions in the past, things aren't working out and your products are not as competitive. And and this is, of course, is, we're in bizarre world right now, even though Intel's parts are not all that competitive in terms of price performance and, and power. Um, the demand is so high that they're still, they're still have a high utilization of, of their fabs, but you know, this is, you know, once in a century event and in any other, you know, regular time Intel would be hurting and, uh, having lower utilization of the fabs. Um, so, you know, keeping it that way is not effective and, efi- and efficient. Um, the other option is to go AMD and to spin off your fabs and, that takes a lot of control out of Intel's hands because as we've seen with Global Foundries, I mean, AMD, when they had the fabs, they would push next generation process. No matter what, we're going to hammer through this issue. We're going to spend the money. We've got to compete with Intel. And Global Foundries are like, we don't feel like spending any more money on this cutting end process. So sorry, AMD, you're out of luck. We're going to focus on RF stuff. We're going to focus on uh, planar, uh, fully depleted SOI. We're, we're going to have our 14 nanometer stuff. We're going to have our 12. Uh, we're going to make some bucks on 28 nanometer HK, you know, high, high K metal gate because the automotive industry still utilizes that uh, tremendously. <clears throat> and then, of course, Intel has the third option where they keep control of the fabs, but they allow more people in than they have in the past. Because remember a few years ago, they were going to have, they had kind of a, a pseudo 
third-party foundry thing going for a handful of companies. That never really got off the ground. It was not successful. Uh, nobody was really happy with it. There were enough roadblocks in there. It was not cutting-edge process. It was it was just kind of a, a miserable failure for for Intel and its partners, and they ended up going you know other other routes. Uh, so this seems like a better way of doing it. They're opening things up. Uh, there's talk about licensing out, uh, you know, x86 designs, um, maybe not quite in arm fashion, but offering that technology out there for for people who are willing to pay for it. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's going to still several years down the road. Uh, but the interesting thing that I know I've gone off on way, way off on manufacturing tangent, but they they showed that uh, Port Vicio. Is that what that is? With it's the made. Uh, sort yeah, of it's Italian made of thing going on to it. Forty-seven tiles, chips on one yep. massive substrate. Yeah, and uh, it's highly. Yep, not chiplets. Yeah, but what if I like chiplets? <laughs> you can't have them with your Intel plate. You do they? To... Do they even sell chiplets anymore? That's a, a terrible question, gun. You know? Yeah, I can't remember, but anyway. Can we um, when you, can we talk about the fact that TikTok is back? I was excited about this. Not TikTok. Yes. TikTok. Okay, we all know Tick. that TikTok is here, and for now, it's here to stay. But we're talking about a different TikTok here, the original TikTok. Not a social media video platform, but when they would come up with a new process tech, and the next year then, would have a new architecture and then plus on it. it. And then new process, and then plus right, it. So that we got Westmere, Sandy Bridge, Ivy Bridge. As well, Rodwell, Skylake. Then we got Skylake. Then we got Skylake. Then Skylake. 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 And then Skylake. now we're now we're backporting a mobile process <laughs> back to yeah, desktop. I don't know what, and I don't know how to. It's yeah, a really funky it. waltz. Yeah, that seems desperate. That last one. Just a step to the left, and 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 a step to the left. <laughs> now jump back a couple of pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Intel still keeps moving forward. Their, their packaging technology is really second to none uh, in this case. And uh, yeah, it, it'd be nice to get back to a regular cadence of uh, products. And uh, we'll expect to see something in 2022 kind of from that. Josh, they are promising yeah. great things. Um, yeah, well, but don't you think we'll it, see if they can come actually a- deliver. Yeah, it might come out just a tad too late. They're talking about bringing their seven nanometer processes online. I'm excited to see that they're investing in real fabs here in the U.S., Arizona, just like the other major players. But, you know, projecting out there, it looks like they might be coming online just a little bit too late. I mean, don't you think that TSMC is going to be deep into their three nanometer uh, production by the time they're they're bringing their seven online? I mean, they're in five. I mean, five, if five is, is, is five out right now. now. But yeah, they've got what, what one customer. Well, Apple? Apple's deep pockets. As far as I know, that's that's the five yeah, customers. That's, that's yep. their yep. that's their first, you know, and, and pretty much only customer. But, AMD has got yeah, it's volume now. though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, but uh, you know, they're they're still going to be wafer constrained in ways, and um, yeah, they have uh, uh, they have a lot of their fabs in places that are not. All that stable, whether geologically, water sourcing, or uh, China a hundred miles away, right, making some interesting postures. 
Um, Funny you should mention the water. Yeah. Why do they keep building uh, these plants in Arizona and Texas in the middle of the desert? Just curious. Well, you Cut got the big one. Colorado River that uh, still, and, and plus they'd rather you know drain Las Vegas of of water. Oh, so why okay. not? Yeah, they yeah. No, I, protest, that's, that's a really whatever. good question. But I mean, they have they have <laughs> tremendous amount of uh, water uh, re, not recuperation, but. Um, reclamation or something recycling like and reclamation oh, recycling in sure, those yeah. things just because yeah arizona is not exactly a tropical wetland no <laughs> they've got snow at the higher elevations but that's about it yeah all right we've beat this one to death yeah the next topic is of interest to i think anybody who i think especially over the last year has played oh, yeah any kind of console games the uh, nintendo switch has been huge and it's Sounds it's still Still using the same Tegra X1 chip. Man, that's got to be getting close to EOL, man. nanometer version of it. Yeah, there was a rumor that they're, that NVIDIA is going to discontinue it. There's already been rumors for a while there'll be a Switch Pro to replace the Nintendo Switch. Now what they're saying is there's a report out there, and I saw this on Bloomberg and The Verge and various outlets. I see here we have an article from The Gamer. I'm not sure who these are, people are, but... That it's yeah. going to have DLSS support, which makes perfect sense because it doesn't really, it's not even really a true 1080p console right now. No, it, the handheld is 720p. Even the pro version they're predicting is still going to be handheld 720p. You, you want to note that when docked, the pro is supposed to be 4K. It's not going to be. Yes. It's not going to be 4K. It'll be 4K well, with the DLSS, version. as in it'll be a 2x upscale. Just watch. Yes. Because they, they yes. said this. 4K. There were all these rumors about the Switch the first time, where it was going to have this amazing mm. GPU in the dock, and the dock is literally a piece of plastic with a little oh, logic in it that lets you adapt uh, an HDMI cable through its like bottom video in port. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's today, it. though. I mean, right. we don't. There isn't, and nothing like the the whatever this pro thing actually exists today, right? And the architecture, so the architecture that they are assuming, at least some of these reports are assuming, will be in it, is brand new, unreleased architecture from Nvidia. It's not anything current gen. Anyway, we'll we'll see. I think Nvidia, uh, they already have a pretty big win here in the console space, kind of low key though because amd makes a big deal out of the fact that they're in xbox and playstation but more people buy the switch because a it's available and b it's got all the family friendly first party nintendo titles what they've been lacking is day and date releases of triple a titles aka shooters and etc if they have a faster console suddenly that's not a problem because hey, not every parent wants to put a bloody shooter in their hands of the 10 year old yeah, but the the parent might choose to play a shooter, and if you only That's own true. a Switch, it would be nice to hey, I just I just need a Switch. I can carry it with me anywhere I You're go. Right about that. Plays all the same games as a, as a PS4 and an Xbox do. I'll just get the Switch. This yeah. is two hundred ninety nine bucks, and the Switch mm-hmm. Lite is one hundred ninety nine. What I worry about though is availability, because the the stories about this are like holiday. It's planned for the holiday season. Here's the Verge, like planned for holiday twenty twenty one. There won't be any. Uh, too soon. No, if, no. If this is coming that fast, it, I don't know if you remember when the Wii U was discontinued and they quietly recalled units from retail. That holiday season, 
there were no Nintendo consoles for sale for Christmas in the U.S. It was bizarre. I could not go into a store and find anything. There were no 3DS handhelds, 2DS mm-hmm. handhelds, or Wii U units that, some, that winter. It wasn't until, was it March that the Switch launched the following year? So there was a period of three or four months where it was rare. I don't know, man, it was five years ago. Yeah, it was rare to find a Nintendo console in the store. If they do that again, they'll have a disastrous holiday here. That, that will only happen if the current gen chip is discontinued, if, if NVIDIA really stops producing the X1, which I find hard to fathom. But it, there's no way they could ramp up a new chip on new architecture that fast at the kind of volume they'd need to sell a brand new hmm. console for holiday. Yeah, that's a good point. Not unless they've pre-booked the, um, the process the, to get it built. I mean, there's no slack in the in the. Wouldn't we have making, supply chain supply leaks chain. by now, though? Yeah, I guess this you're is, right. This is being that. fed to the usual suspects. Like so far, this is just it's it smells to me like like uh, an intentional leak. Like, hey, something new is coming. But there. Are, yeah, but they had to no delay details. that because they're all on a cargo ship in the Suez Canal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that cargo ship, Josh. Tell me, you had nothing to do with that. You can't. They were apparently showing burger pics on the uh, bridge, and things got out of control. <laughs> they lost. Someone got they excited. Lost control of the ship. No, they, they hey. uh, killed the electrics. Probably they got really mm-hmm. excited. Therot.com has. I know, this is where I read the story, so I just switched over to this. And I, I was scrolling to get to the story, and I see a familiar face down here. Look at this. There's hey. Ryan, Ryan Shrout was on uh, Windows Weekly episode seven sixteen. You might want to check that out. Uh, but the big news is that Microsoft, where is the story? Is going to let you print from Windows 10 again? I'm scrolling, scrolling, where no, is it? No, the pr- printers there's can't be found, about, Jeremy. There's a story about Discord. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Microsoft may buy Discord for over $10 billion. Now, of course, Discord has the option of going public instead. They've been exploring their options. Do you think... Yeah, they're not making any money, though, so that's probably not going to go well. Who, Discord? Is Ventrilo well, even a thing anymore? Trello? I don't know. No. No, Ven- about Ventrilo. Chat? Ventrilo. No, Ventrilo. Open yours, no. jackass. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Dead. I have to drink my selenium now. <laughs> it, <laughs> sadly, it all goes in one long string. So, yeah. No At least Josh finds Josh funny. <laughs> At least I do. I'm the only person. Uh, uh, hey, they have to replace Mixer. So Discord could be the answer for that. I don't it, think Discord needs to make money. It'll become an add-in for Teams. Discord does not need to make money to be a wildly look, successful public company. Look okay. at Tesla. Does Tesla make look, money? <laughs> no. I have a little perspective here. For God's sakes, man. They just bought Bethesda for only $7.5 billion. Discord is worth 10. Please. I agree. No, I think it is. Just trust me on this one. As, a, as an Skype investment advisor, uh, Discord is such a huge platform, it's only going to get bigger because as usage patterns change, as, as niche video gaming websites shut down one after the other and their communities go to Discord and Discord channels are built around people who don't use the internet the same way that we did 20 years ago, 
I think it's a huge deal. And the fact that you can, it's also a streaming hub. It can be a kind of a Twitch replacement depending on how you use it. And it has excellent voice quality for, for audio chats and people use it it's as true. a platform to do podcasting and stuff. I think it's a, a tremendous <laughs> platform myself. We use it internally. We just have like a private discord, um, like on our public discord, you know, of course, if you have a discord server, you know, you can create like private channels and stuff. So we have like a staff chat where we can discuss things and it, it works flawlessly. There's no actual functional difference to me using discord versus Slack as wildly popular as Slack has been. And of course, Microsoft like has discord their own better platform. Than, better than Slack, actually. So do I. Personally. Seems to be well, a little Slack's bit fancier too. lighter. Like it, it, but I don't know. It's, and of course it's free. So that, that yeah. helps. It's a free platform. Well, that also hurts their, uh, bottom line right no part of i think that the reason that microsoft is looking at this is because over the past year uh apparently usage cases of discord and sheer amounts of channels the the gaming ones have been overwhelmed by old ladies exchanging sewing patterns uh, entire school districts <laughs> have taken it's not true. Have literally started discord uh, channels and they're instead of paying a company, they're literally doing the teaching yeah. through Discord. Yeah. So it all of a sudden it's gone from sort of a little niche market to people stumble upon it, they tell their friends, and you've got this huge, uh, gigantic amount of people using it that are so far and beyond, you know, what you'd think of as Twitch streamers or you know, small internal teams like us. So I could see them doing it, and they're just about to kill Skype. Skype for business is gone uh, as of July 31st. So, so I could totally see Discord being integrated into Teams and becoming a different uh, interface for those people that don't want the Teams look uh, and want this sort of Discord You'd think, look. why would Microsoft need that unless, I think it was Paul Thurot's article that was saying that this would be something that they would integrate into Xbox. It would just be part of the whole Xbox. Experience. Could do that too. But I, if they already have teams, the why would they, want, why would they yeah. want the Discord branding unless they're going to try to appeal to like youth markets or gamers? I don't know, but it's, it's uh, I mean, you know, Discord is where the Twitch streamers go. I mean, you go in there and it's easy to set up your own server and you don't have to pay for mm-hmm. crap. I mean, unless you, you know, go into, you know, heavier duty stuff that I am unaware of, which obviously that's a lot of stuff. Um you know, in, in previous things, and like in, I think in Ventrilo, if you wanted to have that kind of stuff, you, you had to pay money. You oh, had yeah. to do a monthly fee on, on some stuff. And now it it's just part of Discord. I don't know how they make money. I don't I don't get it. Well, there's, there's boosting. It's like the, the yeah. sort of light version of a professional level account. Mm. Is two people boost and suddenly your video streaming quality goes up and your audio quality goes up. And I think if you have like four or more than it goes up again or something there's, mm-hmm. there's there's sort of a rudimentary pro experience there but it's it's one of those things mm-hmm. where anytime a, a service that gets popular that's free uh happens you it's know absorbed. it's either going to be a huge ipo or yeah somebody's going to buy it so we'll see so they're going to buy it so that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, Microsoft should buy YouTube. Well, Microsoft doesn't have Google's <laughs> money, I don't think. Like, no. Google is pretty big. I don't know if Microsoft could afford it. Yeah. YouTube yeah, has become not. the default platform for not only 
video uploads on the internet, but audio. It's, it's This is where anybody younger than me, apparently, gets music. And it's been that way for a long time. And now, of course, True. They, got a, they did away with play, and now it's just Google, it's like YouTube music has replaced it. Yeah, and I know I won't use it anymore because YouTube music sucks so bad. Although, I have to say, YouTube, so YouTube is also the second biggest search engine yeah. behind Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a, that's not a lie. Weirdly true. It's, it's why would you even How do use I get Google this when you, of that? The only thing you want is a video anyway. Video. video review yeah. of video how yeah. to, you know, video clip of whatever thing that. Got to get those three D game man videos. I wonder if they're even on YouTube because you had to. You had to pay him money to see them. Yeah, you did, and it was personal too. Let's hey, we here. had a guy in our Discord who built a custom Discord server around his daybed, and he knows who he is. Yeah. That's not a lie. So, it's not a lie. It's actually true. That's kind of along the lines of the people who made Facebook accounts for their pet. You know? Like, you yeah. don't have to go that far. We know you love your dog. I think his daybed was more special than a pet. Yeah, maybe they worked for FIFA, and they wanted to give it something to do in that New York City apartment. Mm. Mm. My cat's snoring. Oh, that means there will be 50% less cat butt on the show. Hold on. Boost that mic. Pump up the volume. Christian Slater. Some of the least compelling. The when everyone immediately pauses to have interaction with a cat. Let's pause here to hear from this week's podcast sponsor. Think about the interactions you have online every day. A company who controls half of online retail can also passively eavesdrop on your private conversations at home via their voice assistant. What about the idea that a single company that controls 90% of internet searches probably runs your email service, gets to track everything you do in your smartphone? These are examples of how powerful big tech is and how they often profit by exploiting your personal data, preferences, and whereabouts. I know that I'm tired of it. When I need to put a layer of protection between online activity and these tech juggernauts, I use ExpressVPN, especially while on the go. You should consider it too. Think about how much of your life is now tied to your data on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you and where you are. ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers, script kids, and eavesdroppers on your network. I've noticed that ExpressVPN does all this without really slowing down your connection either, which is a big plus for a high-speed networking guy like myself. One of the things I appreciate about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to run and get my family members to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you're protected. Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I can trust to keep my network traffic away from prying eyes. Visit expressvpn.com slash pcper. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash pcper to get three extra months free. So go to expressvpn.com slash pcper right now to learn more. And we're back. Did you know that GeForce Now is... Wait, let me get this right. GeForce is now more expensive. GeForce now more I don't know. How did how did Jeremy word this? Yeah, he worded exactly GeForce now costs it. more. GeForce now co- oh, okay, that's actually pretty clever. 
That's, it is. Let's, let's look at this. I had to hand it to him on that My one. My competition is, you know. GeForce now costs more money. That's clever. It's, uh, but not for um, early adopters, right? Well, I mean, if you originally started up with their, their $5 a month and have never once let it lapse, you are now a founder. And congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're back to surviving Mars again for some reason. But uh, if you can continue to pay and you never get late, you will never see an increase in your charge. At least this is what uh, the Founders Edition is going to do. If, on the other hand, you've dabbled your feet into it but haven't really stuck with it, well, it's now going to be 10 bucks a month. And that... Of course, sorry, just to, for anyone that's a little bit worried, the free version still exists. You get up to an hour's worth of play on limited access servers, uh, you know, whenever you can manage to get on. But if you're paying for the service, it will now be 10 bucks a month US or 100 bucks a year to be able to get access to their entire library of games without an hourly cap on it, to be able to access ray tracing and DLSS uh, without not needing the hardware that you can't buy right now because they're doing that all for you. And they're also looking at pumping up new servers. You'll get one in uh, Phoenix, one in Arizona. There's even, even going to put one out here up here uh, in Montreal. Uh, they're also looking at global localization. They've recently launched one in, uh, I believe it was Turkey. And when they launch one there, it also means that every game available there has been translated into Turkish. So as they expand into other countries, you should be seeing games that now have the localization to be able to let you pay for it. This has got to be annoying for a lot of people that wanted to try it. But there is one thing that makes me a little less annoyed with them than I normally would be. These are the only surviving video streaming or video game streaming service. Stadia is dead on lives dead. I, any of the other ones that sort of tried out have essentially gone up in flames or just have one little person sort of trying to drag a mostly dead corpse along with that five people that still play it. Stadia is not technically still alive. It's, it's, been taken out back and shot it just doesn't know it yet uh <laughs> seriously oh yeah see, uh, so yeah so geforce now <laughs> is really the only surviving one and somehow they've bloody well managed to do it every other one you signed up for and you just sort of bailed because they were horrible experiences somehow nvidia sort of managed to do this so on the one hand you got to hate the doubling in price. Uh, on the other, I almost understand why, because, hey, you've got a monopoly at this point. Not that I'm well, that and you can't buy new hardware to run new that games. That helps, too. <laughs> but, I mean, they're hey, selling everything actually, they make, so they don't need the profits. But true. But this, this also brought AAA PC gaming to the Mac. Oh, brother. Uh, it always comes back to the Mac. It, it always comes back to Apple, doesn't it? So can you service so your Mac what? at a micro station? <laughs> Wait, micro center? The FPS review, uh, who, by the way, I they have implemented, I don't know if I saw this before, a contents 
uh, plugin on WordPress, it looks like. It's not as cool as ours, but yes, Kudos. ours well, is better. It's not, but it's there. They have the content. Ours is anyway, better. FPS review. These are the people They've had it from Hard OCP. A long time, Sebastian. I do. I okay. All right. Well, this I'm is sorry. how I know that ours is better. All right. Well, they have. This is a bizarre looking, kind of awesome looking cooler. The Ice Sleet X7 Dual Chilling Achievement Design. It looks I. Like it's carved from a lake. Yeah, it's <laughs> different. It's certainly different. Look at this packaging. So uh, plain, but I don't know. It's like teal no, accents are kind of different. You know, Noctua has brown. This company apparently has teal. Aqua. Oh, Aqua. No? All right. Teal? Yeah, I guess. I guess it depends. I mean, You're audio listeners, right. you decide. Uh, carefully <laughs> listen to these pictures <laughs> yes. and tell me the uh, in the comments. Complete yep, the bond. Answer is what yes. Is, what is complete bond soldering? I haven't the slightest freaking idea, and I actually spent some time looking it up. Soldering bond creates an optimum utilization of the cooler. Okay. okay, so so when you have less expensive coolers like that, uh, oftentimes there are gaps in between the 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 copper. Uh, the heat pipes like the heat and pipe? the fins themselves. Aha. Aha. Okay. So, so they, they just have a better quality control that there's actual mm-hmm. connection in between all 360 degrees of, of the heat, heat pipe to the fins. But who cares about the fins? Look at this shroud. Hey, you know what? The Swedes care about the fins. The Estonians care about the fins. Well, the mm-hmm. Russians really care about them. Anyway, yes. you're probably right about that. They keep an eye out for yeah. them. Oh, and besides, the uh, heat pipe architecture, you, you skipped over that. It has wide sweeping curves, which okay. will increase your PC's what? performance. Yes, yes. Where are they hiding the wide sweeping wait, curves? Wait, wait, wait. Just scroll up a little bit, would you? Scroll, yeah. scroll up. Where? More? Is that a GTX 460? For I believe it. Oh, is it's it a 460? 460. Look, no, when you're 460. When you're testing coolers, you don't need a GPU. <laughs> I I prefer a passive GPU Look, myself because that was that was, noise, that was the best GPU they had available. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because they're mining with all the other ones. All right, let's see. Uh, Hyper 212 Evo stock clock testing with what? What processor here? For our stock clock testing, we've configured our CPU for under factory settings for speed. Uh, it's a Ryzen 7 2700X, uh, first okay. at 3.7 gigahertz on all core and then at 4.1. Okay. And they're I also mean, sort of blowing the weed because they are, they, they recently just released the dark prop dark rock pro four review as well. I see. So this is their brand new, uh, test bench. So okay. even though it does look a little funny and you'd wonder that the shroud is maybe insulating it, testing says no. Yeah, but okay. I, I see that. I have no problem with using a Ryzen twenty seven hundred series CPU for your test bench, but I think there might be some reporting discrepancies, or I don't know, because I don't see how a two twelve Evo could be beating a Dark Rock Pro four. It's only two degrees or one and a half degrees, but still, we're talking fifty, and these are all very closely kind of lumped together. We're talking fifty six point five, fifty six point eight eight, fifty seven. 
It could just be that this CPU is just a 56 to 57C CPU, regardless of the cooler they have. Those are also absolutes, and they should uh, probably take into account some ambient. So you, you we're can't not. Tell. Yeah, well, this is not a review of the review. I was hoping for bigger. Um, it kind of is deltas here. <laughs> it's like, what's the <laughs> room temperature? I guess I need to go back That's to the other That's it page. exactly. I mean, when you're when you quote absolutes, you you have you have to subtract the ambient. So. It's a little suspect. So uh, what? Uh, what do you got there, man? What would you offer me? How much? Man, oh. The Russians will pay deep for that. Is that Ooh. is that Starcraft on the cover? It is. Starcraft. Wait, it's it's the Zen GTX. That's not Starcraft. It is Starcraft. That picture right there. Oh, the try it. Versus... It's try it for free. The little picture. I don't want to try it. I just want to have it. But no, Blizzard, man. They wanted to yeah, make every yeah. penny off of it. But yeah, yeah, GTX 460. Almost within arm's reach. I love that old Asus product packaging. Although the old, um, well, who's the, the, the really ridiculous ACI graphics cards with like the fantasy girls on the shroud of the card? Oh, there were so many. It, yeah. It's not even funny. Thinking of Chain Tech used to have oh, yeah. amazing and win fast. Chain Tech, oh my gosh, I forgot all about that name. Cat, stop scratching me. Okay, next on the anyway. list. Moving along. Yes. Check out that review at FBS Review. See if you can make more sense. Oh, of it and if you want did. something bad about it, Sebastian, it's much louder than the other ones. That doesn't surprise me. That makes you feel better. Like a tunnel. And they're like high-speed fan through a tunnel. DDR5. DDR5. How about... Okay, DDR5 not available yet. What if you take DDR4 up to 5,000? How's that for a transition as I correct a error? Not bad. The power reading is off the scale. Oh, they resized it. Dang it. The yeah, I mean Spectrix D50 Extreme 16 gigabyte kit. 16, it, you know, gigabyte. 5,000 megahertz. It is pretty extreme. What? We can you even run 5,000 yeah, really? megahertz RAM? Well, on? Nothing that Why do this? Had. <laughs> <laughs> they so, tried the the Meg Z47 or 490 Godlike and the X570 Ace, and they both could only do the XMP4800. Neither could hit the 5,000 stably. Uh, the Intel? Intel would boot into Windows and then fall down, go boom. Okay. So they could run it at 48, but not 5,000. Yes. With okay. uh, the, the uh, proper uh, timings that uh, you'd expect. So, of course, the overclocking results kind of sucked. Uh, it does beautifully in uh, synthetic benchmarks. Well, naturally. Like, it, it just looks gorgeous. Uh, when you get into gaming, and, and of course, Intel was blowing AMD away at this point. Uh, it, it's just significantly faster with the, what is it, a i910-900K, I think it was, that they were using? You, you mean in, in memory clocking? You know, wh- how high they could clock? Oh, no, the, either one was 4,800 megahertz. Oh, overall. That was it. Oh. Boom. Hmm. Neither system could get better. Uh, which, uh, considering you're spending 850 bucks on this thing, is probably going to disappoint some people. Yeah, uh, one sixteen gig kit. Yeah, hmm. 
And it, it's a lot of money. I don't understand it's, that unless you're. I don't trying either. To, uh, okay. And in gaming, oh, there was a good like one or two frames per second difference between it and some of the other good low latency kits at significantly lower frequencies. Were they able to do anything with overclocking? Like it, uh... Yes. Uh, on the AMD side, they decided, all right, well, let's back it back down to DDR4-3600 and tighten the timings with uh, the Ryzen memory calculator. And so at least that did have an effect hmm. on synthetic benchmarking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. a reason that they didn't post the game. Hey, when all you're running is Cinebench, you know. Yeah. I mean, if that's your when, no, no, it's it's the Ada 64 memory stuff. Like, yeah, no. I, okay. I, right. But it does <laughs> sort of give you an example of this is the level of RAM and CPU that you need to game purely. If you move over into production, this will actually make a difference. Like you, you would actually notice a difference. But the idea of spending eight hundred and fifty dollars on a DDR4-3600 kit that you can just tighten the timings to a point where other kits that actually sell as 3600 kits could do it for half the price or less. You know, it's a really hard argument to even think about trying to go with this right now. Yeah, you don't you don't need it. But think about the, the Trident Z Neo kit that I reviewed a while back, which was... They're so pretty. But it was like it was $250 or something, which for 16 yeah. gigabytes seemed like a lot, but it was 30... 600 with cast 14 i think and you don't have to go yeah, that low you can get kits of 3600 cast 16 much more cheaply than that for 16 gigabytes and that's a that's a sweet spot right there yes you can get more performance with higher frequencies you need a processor that can run higher base clocks most ryzen 3000 and above processors are going to run 1800 base clock all day Without any issue, and you can run 3600 memory, and you get a huge, not huge, but a noticeable performance uplift in your whole system, and in gaming. So, And companies want to send these ultra-high frequency kits out because it's a, I guess it's a point of differentiation or something. I have a Guile 4400 kit I need to get to. But, again, the after 3600, once you get that F-clock up to 1800, there are diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. And the price it's, goes up and it's up. It's not up. reliable, right? Higher than eighteen. Yeah, and then you're running non like yeah. Then you're, you're not, not doing the two to one f clock yeah. RAM ratio above that unless you can uh, get it to run right. at like two thousand, and then. And then Josh well knows AMD. If you're doing professional stuff, DDR four thirty two hundred. That's where you want to be. It's just Wait, significantly what? more. Oh, it, every. You know, official press release. If you're if you're using uh, Threadripper and Epic for production, you know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're got a five thousand series, you need thirty six hundred. You know, CAS uh, sixteen, and you're golden there, man. Just set it to XMP. Thirty two hundred is about five percent slower on the desktop, yeah. but yeah, do use uh, yeah. I, I yeah, obviously have not done Threadripper testing or Epic. But uh, yeah, well, you play if your desktop, board. AMD thirty six. What I want to know is yeah, no, but they're, they're older ones, and so they barely True. run at twenty nine thirty three. Oh really? Yeah, God, even they're, when they're the X do thirty two. The first and second, you know, one thousand, two thousand series Threadrippers, they didn't not very good. 
Really? No, my first gen did 3200. It got really well. We've got 128 higher. gigs in there, so well, they, you know that fill out. make a difference. Yeah. 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 yeah, for that memory speed, I don't think AMD even recommends over 2666 for that capacity. I mean, yeah, it's like 2133. Yeah, so anyway, I I just don't understand why AMD still specs their CPUs at 3200 and the F clock at 1600 when it seems like the consensus among enthusiasts anyway is no, the base should be 36 and 18, but it's still 32. still 16. It's probably a conspiracy. If you just set everything to auto in your BIOS, it's good enough. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's talk briefly. Brett, you posted this USB flash drives. What could be more exciting? Tell us more. I don't know. Uh, other than the name of this one, which uh, I am actually totally tickled with, which is Supersonic Rage Pro. I love the name. That just kind of says it all with USB storage. The only um, interesting thing about this, well, there's a couple of interesting things. Um, one is that uh, the sheer size of these things up to uh, 512 gig is commendable, appreciable. Not bad for carrying around an entire uh you know, new boot disc from place to place or gosh, whatever you really want to carry around. The other thing is, is that I had never heard of the UASP mode for accessing uh, USB storage. Had you guys heard of this? This is, um, this is very yeah. old news. This is it's old news. <laughs> I had not heard of this. This is basically the way that you get the really fast transfers over USB. Right. Well, I hadn't heard of the uh, USB uh, attached SCSI protocol. <clears throat> yes. I know all about SCSI. Used it for a long time. Apparently not. But I hadn't heard of it being used over USB. So, wow. yeah, okay. this is like Are you trolling us, Brett? It's the first no, I'm not. First I did I... not know all of the USB protocols from 2008. No, I but UASP is old, man. Like God, the, I didn't hear when, when UASP, USB 3.0 stuff first came out, that's when you were starting to hit the really fast, almost satellite mm. transfer speeds, but... Sorry, I missed the uh, the press announcement. About the same on, time on as the sex one. port did. That's yeah, because uh, Apple, it's weird because, Apple didn't uh, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably <laughs> so because back Apple in time didn't, to 2015, uh, where StarTech is talking about USP. <sighs> yeah, I, I will have. To, I'll take a look at that. Um, and what is uh, it? What is USP? Yeah, Master transfer that? speeds. Yes, he's just six years Master late. People, it's speeds. fine. It's it's all right. I figured it out, and uh, yeah, this is pretty good. And the prices are reasonable, and they named it after a uh, an ATI video card, the Rage Pro, which actually did come in an Apple. Oh, classic! The G the G three PowerBook. Oh, brother. Okay, see, so it always comes back to Apple. You're welcome. My first GPU, my You're first welcome. standalone GPU, was a Rage one twenty eight. See, uh, let's see. The anyway, this is some good storage. It looks like it. Hey, I'd like to it, get one. The, all Just that like matters with with flash drives is capacity and price. Nothing else matters. As long as it's not gig, man. fake, like you don't want to get a super cheap one on Amazon and have it be like a quarter of the capacity or something. But yeah, and which actually does happen. So this is a name yes, brand. It does. Patriot is Patriot. Oh, did you get one? Did you get a sucky one? Not recently. One I've bought. I've, oh. I've found counterfeit stuff before. Yeah, Patriot's a reasonable brand. So if you're looking for a big storage, um, swing by and take a look. All right, uh, the Zadak Spark. RGB it's device. An RGB device. It also has, you know, yeah. A fair you've got of some storage. local storage as an extra benefit, but I it's, don't understand. It is an RGB device. Yeah, it's it's a 
a value. Because you're, you're buying it for the ARGBs, and you're also, hey, look, there's some storage in here I can use, too. Let's go yep. to the link here at Tech Power Up. They reviewed it. Oh, look at the packaging. They're serious about this uh, RGB, aren't they? Oh, my God. It <laughs> emanates from <laughs> the sides. gave it away. Let's see. The Fizon... Ugh. Yeah, it e is actually a decent SSD. Controller? But still. Half, half decent. Yes, literally half. Probably half. It's TLC and a Fizon E12. Wow. This has been the podcast for... Uh, un... Like, non-riveting... Let's oh what up? Well, let's we'll look. There at are the no rivets. No. Oh. Well, no. You got sorry. What was UA, UASP again? Can we can we oh, talk Lord. about that? Some more? No, let's not talk about that. This is <laughs> so not the PC per podcast in 2015. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to link to whichever episode uh, Alan explained that technology. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. I'm never gonna let this down. The performance per dollar, or financially outrun this. I don't know. It's, it's let's look at, it's let's look at exactly the world's longest expect. charts. Uh, tech power up. I love these guys, but they have the yeah, longest. They charts. have to drop some things. Let's see. Performance per dollar, right up there. Wait. That's well, bad. that's because twenty twenty two cents a gig is normal right now. The A Data Swordfish, two hundred and eight percent. Because I've seen that for sale. Percent of what again? The percentage of uh, plus minus one hundred. Is is higher, better? Or I don't worse. Know. I don't know. I'm, I'm with Josh. No, it says higher is, higher is better. Wait, higher so we're looking better. at the the top yes. of the chart is actually the bottom of the chart. So the 970 yes. Pro 512 gigabyte is the worst you get about performance an inch per, dollar per dollar on this chart. And the best, if you go up, you get like six inches fish. per dollar. The A Data what, Swordfish. What is? is I've never best. even seen the Swordfish from A Data. But yeah, hmm. price per gig is up there. Well, they still have like 10 cents per gig. Can you really buy an A Data Falcon for 10 cents a gigabyte right now? I don't doubt it. Yeah. And look at that. Swordfish. There's the swordfish again for 10 cents a gig. Are you Googling it? I, I should. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to get back think, to this screen. I here. think even Alan did a review of the swordfish. It, that sort of tells you what. It probably came out after he left. His last article for us was December of 2018. Can't be that. Let's see. One that terabyte is one hundred and two so ninety nine. Swordfish. Sword. One hundred and two ninety nine off heights. Amazon. Yeah. A data swordfish. One terabyte three D NAND. How much? One hundred two ninety nine. Pretty good. And it's it's um, DLC. Not fast. It just says three D NAND. It's three D NAND of some kind. Oh my gosh! They sell a Falcon, cool. so there's a. There's a falcon and the swordfish. Oh, wait, that Dude, was the falcon and the snowman. Max sequential yeah. reads up to 1,800 megabytes per second. You know, the, the... Anyway. <laughs> the Mushkin okay. uh, Pilot E's are 10 cents mm -hmm. a gig. Usually you can find that 2 terabyte on sale for like 189. That's just... And it's 32... It's 35 and 32. Two, 3.5. Yeah, those are more normal TLC numbers. Yeah. 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 So. I'm looking Pilot at one e, 10999. There's one semi ironic thing about this RGB device with optional local storage. Mm. It Did it rain on its wedding day? 
Well, that's just dampening, not really ironic. Yes, yeah, okay. it's really, really heavy rain. Uh, it doesn't actually ship with any RGB soft controller software. So just so plays off the motherboard software. Little, it depends on your motherboard. USB three pin, four pin hanging off of it. Is that what you're saying? No, it'll still talk to the motherboard apparently, but uh, yeah. So it, it is fully and completely dependent on whatever RGB software your motherboard is running. But it does show up as a unique RGB device, which can be programmed individually, just like your memory and other devices. It's about the silliest damn thing I saw all week. And it's been a silly <laughs> week. I'm just looking at one terabyte NVMe devices on Newegg here. You can get a team group MP33 for $95. I don't know. Time Tech, one terabyte. If it's as good as Time Cop, I want it. Yeah. There's that Mushkin Helix L for 99. Team Group T Force Cardia Zero Z330 for 99. So there's plenty of like 10 cents per gigabyte, one terabyte drives out there. That hasn't changed. What an exciting time to be alive. Oh, it is. I made that comment. Can't buy a CPU, can't buy a GPU, but damn, have we got storage for you. I got a. a, spam email from i think best buy saying or it was new egg it was like uh top sellers and it was the gpu category and it was i think a a 710 or 730 it was was even lower than that it was a 730 it had two gigabytes of ddr3 memory on board and just that was their what they had to sell my local best buy has a a 710 that's it it might have been a gt710 Sadly enough, it might have been a top seller. Uh, okay. Sad. What's what's on the list? Moving There's along. one more news story, and then we can get to pictures. We talked oh, about you, this Lord. last week. Oh, I guess we have reviews. Did we? Yes, we, this, we, we did. did. We did. This OVA Yeah, the story. original incident was is under there, and then uh, yep. come to find out, uh, they have significant issues in their other parts of their data center with like power supplies and oh, batteries. No. Okay. So, so uh, making it official. Fire will do that. The the register reports OVH writes off another data center SEG1 and reveals a new smoking battery incident. Uh, so it just that's yeah. an older and event, though. Also, SGB, SBG1 is a write off now. It's dead. Ooh. They're not. They're they not originally said, it. "Don't worry, it's coming back," and now they're like, "You know what? We we don't even want to go in there anymore. We're just breaking yeah. it up and pretending it never happened." Uh-oh. Yeah, look at the uh, the original incident link. Uh, there's a little, there's a, like a video snippet of there, the fire truck spraying water into the flamed into out the data, data center. center. Yeah, yes. so look, no. at the OVH, look at the second link that I, I clicked, I had in okay. there. Okay, okay. Yeah, click the original incident link and then scroll down and look for a short clip video. Yeah, that, that one. Okay. I have to I have to wait for the full page ad for Super Micro. Oh please, Ooh, click, can, can please click continue through. to. Sleep. I could wait nine more seconds, but I'll I'll just click. You know what? I'm surrounded. I did not... I'm surrounded by ads. Oh. It's out of control. Uh, somebody knows what that pop up's not for. All right, <sighs> man. Yeah, thanks Firefox for blocking up those pop ups. Mm, yeah, but at least you're private. <sighs> Am I? I'm not in a no. private window. Okay, here we go. At first, I did not realize that they had built their data centers out of shipping containers. Oh, yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> yeah. 
that's a, your server right there on the top. That's a quality-looking right data center it's there. It's not There's on your, fire anymore. There's your game server with a healthy dose of water. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that that would be a write-off at that point. I thought you'd find They're just going to dump them in the Suez Canal. That doesn't look like it's uh, to code, but I'm guessing that's not the U.S. Oh, it's France. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brett, please take us through our review. We have one this more week. review to do here. <sighs> and that was and that was for these guys. He'll breathe. Oh yeah, through those, it. those ah, that's very Don't good. blow it. Oh, yep. You guys are Brett. really, really killing killing it right here. These are fan kits from uh, Corsair in 140 and 120 millimeters, obviously. They come in kits of two for the 140 kits of three for the 120 with an RGB controller. And as I said during the, the during the review here, that uh, this is probably, if you're not swearing off of the RGBs, fans are probably one of the most eye-catching elements that you can add to your PC to make it pop, if this is the kind of thing you want to do. These are really, really good uh, at uh, static pressure, being quiet, and very colorful. And uh, there are no issues at all with these, actually. They've got some interesting construction on the backside where they're calling, Corsair is calling this their new air glide technology, where they're trying to shape the air as it comes directly through the fan instead of having those, those sort of um, regular kind of spider frames that support the central motor. They've actually turned them into blades in an attempt to uh, shape the airflow. I have to guess. I guess I'd have to kind of put some smoke through this in order to see how that actually worked. But I put you know, them up against a bunch of radiators, and gamers, it worked just gamers fine. Gamers Nexus would have fused colored smoke, just so you know. Yeah, I they actually they've talked about it before, and they they swear off of the smoke now. They, they really did, and then okay, yeah, I used to do that. Okay. Now I did build a chart out of these with um, an approximation of what I believe that their uh, CFM uh, was. Oh, there's oh, a picture little test from Kent. up here. Okay. Yep, so I have a, a CFM meter, I had a laser-based uh, tachometer, and uh, and, um, and a sound pressure uh, meter there on them. They did reasonably well. They're not extremely loud, uh, very quiet, up until they uh, are at 100% or so, where they uh, do make some noise. I know it got smaller on you. Okay, this might be the... I, I don't even know what to say. Though. This is... Yeah, I know. The most detailed review of a fan I've ever seen. Well, I went through the trouble of capturing the data, so I'm like, well, how am I going to present this? And I'm Why like, not well, just I... use the spreadsheet? Here's the spreadsheet. <laughs> Look at because all this data. <laughs> Essentially, it compares the decibels versus the airflow, uh, the decibels versus the RPM, and the RPM versus airflow in an approximation of like how I was measuring airflow. Don't consider it absolute because it's not in a perfect uh, airflow measuring chamber, which would be you know consistent. It's just, they're only comparable between each other. So that's, that's the best I could do to say, this fan is, you know, moves this much more air in my test than, than this or, or less. And this is it presented in sort of a graph so you can visually see what's going on, uh, CFM, DB, and airflow. The, mm. the fans are pretty reasonable. Uh, the fractals don't spin quite as high. They don't move as much as much air at the high end. Uh, the ones that come with the um, the coolers actually move a crap ton more air than uh, than these, but they're a lot louder. 
and then you can see the decibels in there. Yeah, the big number here for decibels. audio listeners is that the CFMs versus decibels, the ratio is much better with the uh, with these hydro series. Those are the ones from the AOO, the, yeah. the AIO, the yeah. ones up those above are, for the ones from the kit. Those are very quiet. Yes, they are. They're very, very quiet fans. And I appreciated that. So, yeah, but I mean, the the other thing is these come with a control hub. So you're not just yes. getting fans, you're, you're having to buy into sort of their whole ecosystem, but they include the control hub. So talking $70 you, to $80 price for it out, fan yeah. kits, but... If you price it out and you and you needed to buy it all individually, you're going to do better with buying the kit. And I actually have one plugged in right here. Actually, and I can't even whole, hear it. I know it's amazing. I'll put it right here. In fact, I've got a fan controller right next to me, so this is at low speed. So let me just turn it up to that is essentially 100. percent Make any sound? No. Yeah, I can, I can hear, hear it. Barely. I can't hear shit. Anyway, so tonight's uh, <laughs> tonight's uh, on-air cooling uh, brought to us by uh, Corsair. You know, they, they look nice. And, uh, they, and they are. It's they look good. better in person. They don't photograph particularly well. Nah, particularly well. It's kind of hard when, to when they're this lit. Is done, hmm, obviously, the 140. The, the key is... And, uh, oh, you can see how translucent the, the blades are. <clears throat> no, that's fair. Yeah. The key, this is, this is the fascinating part. Take a picture of it using a DSLR or just record something that it will do raw. And you import it into ah, Lightroom. Look out. <laughs> you import it into fingers. Lightroom. Use the camera standard preset. Get away from the Adobe presets because they, they oversaturate the color. And then use minus like 20 to 40% on highlights. You'll get you really got to pull it in. You'll get much better RGB photography. That you way. know... I could pull an electro boom. You know what I mean? Mm. You're watching electro boom. Ow, ow. No, don't do that. Keep going. And it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. No, no. It's Josh, Josh will it's lead bad. us off as we seamlessly transition into picks of the week. Josh. Well, apparently, the yes. pick of the week this week is YouTube because it keeps dying on us. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I no, guess. Not great. Uh, so I, I didn't realize this, but <clears throat> I was complaining about RTX 3080s not being for sale. And um, you hadn't seen one actually up there in a long time. And and suddenly Shuffle came out with two combos with an RTX 3080. And I made fun of them for being $1,200 and some odd change. And I thought, ha ha, how overpriced are these? And then a day later, I looked at eBay and saw that they're going for twenty four hundred bucks. So, uh, if you got in on this deal with the shuffle for RTX thirty eighties for upwards of twelve hundred dollars, and then turned around and sold it on eBay, you doubled your money. And I hope you're That's happy. That's just wrong. That. I mean, you know, maybe eventually Sebastian will send you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, with the motherboard. Fourteen forty four ninety eight. Wow! Power board. supply twelve twenty seven, and yeah, selling for two thousand to twenty four hundred bucks right now on eBay. That just is. That's stupid. Graphics cards are stupid. Dumb. I blame Ken for the stream issues, and I blame Ken for the price of these GPUs too. 
Yes. Anything else I can think of. Blame him for the broken fan, too. I agree with Alex in the chat. Blame Ken. Apparently, YouTube has been crapping the bed with our stream all night. I guess. Even though we have, like, an excellent connection. I have gigabit fiber. It's just not enough. I think uh, people are just going to have to go watch the edited stream later to kind of see what was going on here, I guess. Sorry. Mm. Okay, next. Enough. Enough of the fans. Uh, Who's next? (laughs) Jeremy. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a story that keeps on giving. But uh, no, uh, why wouldn't someone decide to completely and totally ruin USB-C for us? Like, why would someone not find a way to make sure that it was not reversible? Because that would be (laughs) evil and amusing. (laughs) And so (laughs) we have found out that uh, if you are doing backwards compatibility, by USB-C to a USB 2.0 device. Even though USB-C has duplicated the data lines, they are actually somewhat discreet. Like if you were a normal, nice person, you would have both of those traces lead to the same controller. If you're an evil genius like Pim de Groot, you would separate them and send them to two different controllers so that depending on which way you plugged in the USB-C, either one set of LEDs would fire up or the other would. I love this just for the, the sheer absolute evilness of it and taking away, you know, our finally our USB that plugs in the first time regardless. This is also uh, an interesting troubleshooting step. Uh, if you run into a USB-C device which refuses to talk to your system, it could well be that some of your traces are borked and that taking the, you know, non-polar, quite happy with the other chirality USB-C and flipping it over and plugging it back in, it might start to work. Because we just, we can't have nice things. It's just simply not allowed. So check out the project. It'll also teach you a bit about how USB signaling works and such. And it's just freaking hilarious. Lovely. Uh, finally tonight, Brett, I, I know this, this is a little uh, out of character for you. It is. And if you actually, um, believe it or not, if you scroll all the way to the bottom to the reviews on yes. this particular card... If Are can, they good? If you can do that. Keep yeah, going. Have an Amazon review. I'll go to the reviews. I'll go to the Amazon review. Go to the Amazon review. Keep going. Keep going. Good lord. Oh wow. I know. Okay. Oh my gosh, is there a review there from B Van Spurberg? Oh, Don't buy this. Oh my god, look at that. I'm holding it here in my hand. This is crap. Do not buy it. But it says it was Q- QC it passed QC. It says QC passed right nope. on it. No, nope. nope. this thing could this thing could suck start a Harley. Okay, but it's only forty three ninety nine. Tell me about it. I wanted a high quality two point five G PCIe one X card that was very low profile. When I say very, I mean very low profile. That's exactly what I wanted. Okay, didn't work out. Plugging this into more than one motherboard will not even allow the computer to turn on. Power supply resets immediately with a voltage protection issue. Stay far away from 
this card. So something is wired incorrectly, or there's a bad. I'm not the only person who has experienced this problem with this card. That's upside down. Okay, maybe it's this card. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it didn't work. You plugged it in upside uh, down. Yeah, you know you're you right about that. You that in the PCI slot because it's PCI Express. <sighs> All right, whatever. But the point is, is that I wasn't the only one to experience the problem of having the entire machine like not be able to turn on or you know voltage protection kicking off, and it turns out that this one works much better. Which is what? This is a I call it I call it the cutie. Could be the cutie. I'm thinking, I don't know. That's this no Jim Cuddy. That's a cutie. We all know Cuddy is K U D I. So this could be cutie. But this one does not cause the machine to not turn on. Yeah, but it's higher. Anyway. Higher profile and has a heat sink, I see. It is. I mean, the other one had zero heat sink. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely yeah, it none. Like a, it looks like a piece of crap. I, I expect from, better from StarTech. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm paid extra to be like, okay, this is going to be a quality device. And I needed it to be very low profile and it's terrible. It will Are not you going to return it? You're going to take advantage of Amazon's it's thrilling. Well beyond the 30 days. Oh, you know, did you wait this long is. to test it? Oh, well, because I'm an idiot, I guess. Oh. I don't know. You paid $40 it's just because I was, for because I needed fish. to shut down a computer and take it apart. And it was yeah. spring cleaning time. So you know I took it outside, hey, blew the dust out of, of it. Get a hold of StarTech. Nah, I I will. Maybe I will. It's within the first year. It's like, hey, this doesn't boot my system. It's terrible. And I wasn't and they'll the be like, oh, yeah, we found either. a bad part on the board. We have a, a, like, it'll be some sort there. of a. Yeah, but he's already blown the part case. where he says, or else I'll talk about it bad on a podcast. Right, it's true. I did. The leverage is and gone. Then I'm, and I've, my leverage is gone. I've already left a bad Amazon review. So what are you going to do from there? I'd bought another one. That's our show this week. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> it's It's over, Josh. Okay, you can exhale. It's Josh. over. It's over, man. Tune in again next week <laughs> for even more excitement until, you know, one of these days, one of these weeks, we're going to take the week off, I swear. But not this Probably week. Probably will happen. Probably not next week. So tune in. Until then, good night. <laughs>